like you listen to my monkey mouth. As a companion, when you got pun on the Tenoa route. Hot to the portal and got no fight. The lights knocked them out. Bow. I'm so fighting style. Bow. You will see he tapped out. Bow. We win. We get crowned. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth. Alright man, so welcome to the second SUIL with my boy Sean Pell. What's going on? Alright Sean Pell, go ahead and introduce yourself, tell them about your podcast. Uh, Sean Pell, you'll see me a lot more often. Yeah. Uh, trying to get a little something in the work so y'all can see me damn near weekly. Yeah, yeah. We, we, hope, we hope it comes all through, so we're excited for that. Um, so, let's, uh, you're going to talk about some sports stuff, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you jump into that. And then we're going to try and parlay in that into some like pop culture stuff. So you were going to talk about some college football week, right? It's the best time of the year. It's the best time of the year. College football week. College football week. So, Rivalries, so, festivities, all of it. So, so like, I'm, I, I don't watch sports, so I, I like learning stuff from you. Like, the last time I was in sports, I was probably, like, maybe seven. So it was, like, Bulls 97, Packers, whenever they were, like, back to Packers in the 90s, Bears yeah. in the 90s. You know, so like that was me, and then I, you know, as as I got into like a, as I got into uh, some other stuff uh, when I got older, I guess it would have been like, um, you know, the Lakers, the Spurs. That was like early two thousands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Early two thousands, like Spurs and Lakers. You know, kind of like you all, you hit the peaks of it, like when you know when to kind of turn tune tune in. Kind of like a, like you know, like I wasn't a big wrestling fan, but I lived through like the Cold Stone era. I, I like Cold, the Stone Cold Steve Austin era. I lived through the rock era. I lived through like Bret Hart. Oh, you know, they have a name for that era. Oh, uh, it was like uh, what was it called? It was uh, the Attitude the Era. Attitude or something era, like yeah. That. So I lived through like the Attitude Era, and then I kind of like tapered off when like Goldberg got in there, and everybody was started watching like WCW instead of like WWE, and everybody was getting traded. So like, my my sports references are like from damn near like thirty years ago, twenty five years ago. But go ahead. So we were talking about. So you're talking about rivalries, festivities. Yeah, tailgating, true fans, yeah, true all fans. Out. So what's so what's going on in the world of sports? Like what's going on in the world of college sports? All right, coming out with the the hot five. If you're gonna watch any games this Saturday, these are the five you need to watch. I'm gonna get you in okay, on this. Let's, let's hear. All right, first off, we're gonna start with a with a little rivalry, one of the most underrated ones. First time in six years they play West Virginia Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh's coming in ranked number seventeen. Okay. Out of the top 25 poll, top 25 best teams okay. in college football. Um, who you think is going to win that, Mikey? So it's uh, Pittsburgh versus? Uh, West Virginia. West Virginia. All right, so, man, I'm going to say West Virginia. Cause West I, Virginia? Uh, I'm going to say West Virginia just for the just for the sheer fact that there's a, there's a song by uh, an older gentleman called uh, West Virginia. Take me home. Take me home. Oh yeah, that's like their school song. Yeah, okay, it is. Yeah, that's like okay, one of the big okay. things they I do up it, there. I can't remember who sings it. I mean, I, if I really think about it, I'm sure I could remember. But uh, but yeah, so it's a it's a it's an older like I'd say probably like maybe 70s, eight, you know. Sounds about right. They've been singing that song a long yeah, time over so there. Yeah, so it's like um, yeah. So I'm gonna say him. I'm gonna say them because of that. Like that's the only thing I got Ooh. in the zeitgeist in my memory yeah. of like Take Me Home, West Virginia. I'm gonna fit. Pittsburgh, okay, I think so they're going to be pretty good. They're the returning division champs of the ACC. I think they'll be pretty good this year. So, I'm, right. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. So, like, what we need to do is we're, like, tallying this up. So, whoever gets the most right at the end, we have to do, like, a hot challenge. Because we like doing hot challenges here. We're, like, the next thing me and Josh are going to do, we're going to do the hottest wings that 
fuckers got. So like we need to do like a hot challenge. Man, so, like, we do, we do that. I'm gonna go viral. Cause I'm gonna be crying and <laughs> so, I'm like, sweating. We should do like the one chip challenge. Like whoever lose, whoever loses the uh, most tallies. Sounds good. Sounds we'll good. Do, All right, we'll, we'll do, do the we'll one do. chip challenge, and whoever gets the most <laughs> losses has to do one chip. All right. So, so next up, we got a uh, number seven Utah versus Florida. Okay, so I'm gonna give it to Florida, and the reason why is because Florida seems to they, okay, they were open all year. Yeah. Right. So it seems like they probably got a little bit more practice in, like they had less restrictions during COVID. So maybe they got a little bit more practice time. Maybe they got a little bit more, a uh, little bit more open, uh, open to, uh, to allowing people to uh, actually practice what they're good at. Versus like other states that were probably closed down during the COVID era, so I'm gonna give Makes it to it. Florida just Makes because it. overall, overall the political climate of like where Florida stands and being more open, more looser. Yeah, more looser with the with the uh, with the CBID uh, uh, rules. I'm gonna go with Utah. They ranked number seven at the time that this was made. Utah uh-huh. wasn't that good. Okay. So Florida's kind of they're paying them five hundred thousand to come play them. So, so Florida, so Florida's like. So, so apparently now at this point they're like, damn, Florida about to pay five hundred thousand to get their ass whooped. <laughs> you know the funny thing is, is like, man, when when you got when you got nothing to lose, you got everything to gain. So it is true. Florida, Florida's no pushover. I yeah. think that this was second on my list, which is bringing me to you're my number give me one. A reason to start watching college football. Oh yeah. you're gonna do. If you're gonna watch a game this week, this yeah. is it. Number five, Notre Dame. Number two, Ohio State. Okay, so I'm going to let you pick Notre Dame because I'm sure that's what you're going to pick. Oh, right? no. I'm going to pick Ohio State. Okay, because I was like, man, I'm, I'm going to pick the Fighting Irish. Good old okay. Boy. Okay. Like, old school Catholic boy going to pick the Fighting Irish. I'm going to pick Ohio State. Okay, so why is Ohio State going to be the ones to beat? Ohio State, they got something to prove. They have two receivers, Jackson Smith and Jigba. And uh, you remember uh, Marvin Harrison? Marvin Harrison is yeah. he from the is he local boy? Uh, he's he used to play for the Colts. Okay. Nineties, two thousands. Peyton uh, Manning. Okay. Yeah. Well, his son's on team, and well, they got some they got some riders out there. Where I think they're gonna put up a lot of points. So I was listening. To, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off track just a little. So I was listening to like everybody's looking out for Shaq's youngest son. Yeah, Sharif and Sharif. Uh, LeBron's yeah, youngest he, sons. Yeah, you, Sharif and LeBron's youngest son are kind of the ones to watch. Like Sharif, I guess wasn't good at basketball, like in his. In his like early years coming up, yeah, and then he kind of had something to prove with them saying like, "Oh, he's Shaq's son, he's garbage." Yeah, and so like they were like, he was like, "Now nah, I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna show him that, you know, that I can, you know, basically run with the best of them." So, yeah, he got to got something to prove when he got that name. Yeah, and so like, and then it's who else's son? It's Le- it's oh, LeBron's sons, Le- Bronny and Bryce. <sighs> Dang, dude, like that's the hundred, that's the thousand hour rule, right? Is it how much? How much is it? Uh, Ten thousand hours. hours. I'm sure they don't pull in. T- 20,000, oh, 30,000. way past that. I'm sure, like, I was listening to him talk about, and it was a him that was talking about exponential growth. Yeah. Like, him doing, like, like instead of, like, was it him talking about getting up at 4 o'clock instead of getting up at... Oh, that was a uh, Kobe. Kobe. okay, Kobe. So he get in, like, yeah. extra work yeah, if you Kobe wake up early. Yeah, was talking about, like, he goes, if he goes, a normal person would get up at 8 o'clock, and then they finish their day at, like, 11. And he, fin- he gets up at 4 o'clock, finishes his day at 11. And now he's done pulled in as more hours than they'll ever get at summer training. Summer training. Yeah, he was so, different. He was different. He was just built different. Yeah, like I mean, he built. He he got rings just to just to prove Shaq wrong, just to just to get under his skin. So yeah. the man knew what he was doing. So okay. So what's next on the roster? Uh, next up we have Oregon and Georgia. Georgia's coming in ranked number uh, three. 
Man, that's I'm gonna pick the underdog. Return the retu- the defending champions, Georgia. I'm gonna pick the underdog. You said it was underdog. Right. Again? Yeah. yeah. So far, you gone all underdog on this. Okay. I'm not gonna be joining you on that. I'm going with the dogs. They coming in stout. They have them some pit bulls, right? Oh man, they got some. They dogs for a reason. They have so in football, you a rankings make like in high school, you got up to five stars, like five stars mm-hmm. being the best. They have more five stars on just their defense than the entire. So basically, the NFL scouts are conference. strictly looking oh, at these oh, guys. Oh, they're going there. They yeah. last year they had uh, eleven players drafted. Just that's on awesome. defense. Just on defense, dang, dude, that's awesome. Man. Hey, they, that's that's, legit. Like, that's just like, is that is that like just old money, digging his fingers into good players, like like just that picking players. That's that I want to get. We gonna get on that topic for another day. I want to talk about how you have you heard of nil? No, I don't think I have. So so you know. Used to used to be kind of hush money, like, hey, okay. I got your mom a refrigerator. <laughs> it's ten thousand dollars in the refrigerator. Okay, now okay. it's kind of more open space, like, hey, like well, I can really give you this well, money. Well, so now. like, yeah, because now 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 they can kind of own their own rights, right? Before, they yeah, could, they couldn't, like, they couldn't, uh, they couldn't, like, if if Adidas came up to like one of their one like LeBron's son and was like, hey, I see you're really good at college basketball. I don't, I'm, I'm talking about football though, because yeah. I know football was more like that, so. Let's just say I don't know. Just what's a what's a good young up and comer? Like right now, uh, Bijan Robinson from okay. Texas. He has a deal with Lamborghini. Damn. He has a Lamborghini, and he just like he just they just gave it to him. Yeah, you know. I hope he doesn't well, wreck it. Yeah, we just give it to you. <laughs> well, like I, I mean, it's not just giving it to him. It's basically like every time you think of him, you think of Lamborghini. Yeah, you know, so. like a sponsorship. Exactly. That's what I'm like saying. Thing. Every time you think of him, you think of Lamborghini. Like I was listening to them talk about a couple of basketball players. That have yet to t- touch their, uh, their, their like their contract. They've yet to touch yeah. their contract. They solely live off of. I think one of them lives off of like his his green food company, like his green smoothie company, and then yeah. another one lives off of like I think it was like Adidas or another one. He just lives off of the royalties from that, and he has yet to touch any yeah. of the money that he makes from uh, from playing for either for for the uh, particular team that he goes for. Yeah, I just seen a thing where they were like, basically. You know, you hear the old horror stories of elite athletes that went broke, they yeah. blew their money. That that's probably never gonna happen again. Because well, the these guys are it, real smart about their money nowadays. Well, I was even listening to I don't know what it's called, but you know, they get like LeBron James in there. They got like a bunch of good basketball players in there. I think it's on Showtime where they cut hair. Oh, uh, the shop. Yeah, the shop. And I was listening to this young man talk about kind of what the same thing you said is like, like before it was real predatory. Yeah. And like they, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty inevitable that a lot of the people were gonna lose their money. But now these guys know how to do sponsorship deals. They know how to, you know, they can, they, you know, they know how to get. They work with rights. each other. Yeah. They're, they're pretty smart about it now. And I mean, you can, I think, like someone said, you can kind of thank um, the the guy who just passed away from uh, Madden, like John Madden for oh, that. Yeah. Like you can thank John Madden for that because like he really opened up the door for like video game sponsorships and. And like the, you can kind of think the basketball for that too, because like Bulls and stuff oh, like yeah. that opened up like stuff with like NBA jams, and like certain things like that. Yeah. I know that back in the day, I used to play this NCAA basketball game on PlayStation Two, and oh, like yeah. I can't imagine none of those kids walked away with any of the money from that. Oh no, you know. Well, that, that's why I'm glad they had the NIL now. Yeah. They got the NIL to look forward to. All right, is, so next up, Cincinnati and Arkansas. Ooh, Arkansas was kind of surprise of the year last year. They they projected to do horrible, okay. but 
They won nine games last year, nine and three. They lost to Alabama, Georgia, lost two of the best teams in the country. Yeah, I think but it was inevitable for them to lose. Like, oh yeah, like they were, they were like supposed when they were coming up. They knew they were going to lose, but they're just giving it their best. But it was one of those games where it was a respectable showing from Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have a high ranking you, quarterback. You're essentially, you're essentially just looking for the positives in the game that you yeah. know you're going to lose. But now returning this year, yeah. oh, ain't no more Cinderella story. You know, yeah. glad to be here. Now they they come to kick ass and take names this year. All right, man. Well, I like that. So I'm gonna go with them then. You gonna go with Arkansas? I'm gonna go with Arkansas. You know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of cheat the system. I'm gonna go Arkansas too. All right. So what happens if uh, Cincinnati wins? Hey, good job, Cincinnati. Good <laughs> job, Cincinnati. No, no, no. What happens is if Cincinnati wins, we'll make it a point to both of us. To get one point, one, one step closer to the chip. All right, that sounds yeah. good with me. Right. And then last up, this is usually supposed to just be five games, but no matter what, we're going to throw the Longhorns in here because yeah. most of our well, viewers are probably from hey, around this area. Hey, Texas is back this year. For real, for real, I believe Texas is back. Uh, throwing it back to 2005. I was going to say, like, what, Applewhite was the oh, last yeah, we, time you ever heard anything about Texas. We're back. We're back. Uh, you ever heard of Quinn Ewers? Coming out, Quinn Ewers was on the ranking scale. He was projected to be the perfect quarterback. Okay, five stars, everything. Yeah, skipped high school his senior year to go to college football. All right, so he can get some of that NIL money. He's back at Texas. Okay, he's coming to take over the program. Guy has all the talent in the world. I think he's gonna do big time there. Yeah, so I got Texas winning. They're playing Louisiana Monroe this week. All right, week. all right, I get that. And so, uh, from there, okay, so we were talking about... Quinn Ewers and Quinn Texas Ewers. football. Texas football. Okay, so Quinn Ewers, he's uh, he's he's going to bring Texas back. We're yeah. talking about the Apple White years, right? Oh, yeah. We're talking yeah. about, what's that, 2007? The, the days of my youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking <laughs> about good old days whenever Texas was on the map. I mean, man, that that's one rivalry that I, that I tend to miss is like the A&M. And the Texas A's. Well, uh, Texas moving to the SEC. Yeah. And A&M's there. So yeah. they're saying it might get back into the same division where they can play each other okay, yearly okay. again. All right, guys, just just a heads up. We're, we got we got a pretty bad, uh, like, storm rolling through. We already lost power in some parts of the town. So if we lose power, just bear with us. We're just going to keep rolling through like nothing's going on. Yeah. Hope y'all, we, we like the rain, man. We need it. So. Oh, yeah, we need that. So, okay, so we're talking about Texas. And what was the what was the other team? What was the other state? Uh, Louisiana Monroe. So, Louisiana, so Louisiana. I'm gonna pick Louisiana, Cajun country. So Mikey's going all underdog, bold tactic, but I let him roll with it. I'm gonna pick Texas no matter what. Yeah. Uh, heads up to next week, Texas versus Alabama. Okay, so that's gonna be a great game because everyone knows that Bama's like always a good the, football the pinnacle of yeah, what like, you want to be. Yeah, that's that's roll tight, right? Oh, oh yeah, I. Yeah. I lo- I love Alabama. Yeah. Love Nick so, yeah, Saban. Like, I mean, you, I don't know. There's this really funny comedian. Like I probably the only one who thinks he's funny, but he's like he, he does like the waiting, like the like the kitchen stuff. You ever seen him? Oh but yeah, I like, have seen him. Like three different people, <laughs> and then he's like one of them. He's like roll tide, and then he's like roll tide, roll tide, roll tide. Yeah, I, I don't know why, yeah. but I like that guy. He's real funny, and he'll be like he'll be like all the servers in the restaurant, and it's real true to form, man. If you ever worked in a restaurant, he's got that. He's got that whole like waiting. You know the movie Waiting, the whole kitchen, uh, kitchen. Uh, what would I say? Kitchen lifestyle, like the way that people act, like 
You got he. There's one in every kitchen, man. You got like the hard, the hard, the hard cook. You got the 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 girl that gets all the tips. You got he's got them all down pat. So he's real funny, and I always see him. He's like this, like they always talk about Bama and uh, and like football, and his, one of his little like characters always is saying roll tie, and I think he says roll tie <laughs> to someone who doesn't know anything about football. And then so he like rolls and he goes roll tie, and they're like ah, you know, <laughs> you know. Hey, that's a big thing up yeah, there. So. War tie. Roll Tide or War Eagle? Okay. So what's the War Eagle? Uh, Auburn. Auburn? Okay. Close thing. That's why I can describe it. They're like Bloods and Crips over there. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, yeah. you're, you're literally born on one side or the other. There's yeah, no in-between. There's no in-between. There's no, uh, there's no like, sneaking out and messing with a Roll Tide girl. Oh, yeah. You just get it. You get Romeo and Juliet story over there. Oh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> okay, so... So what's come? What's next on the agenda for for us talking sports? Since we're bringing up the tide, it's only right to talk about the main man, the goat, Nick Saban, their coach. Okay. Uh, just signed an extension through the year twenty thirty. It's an eight year extension for ninety million dollars. Dang. And one of the things I want to talk about. They just cut all the arts programs and that. that oh college. man, <laughs> ain't no ain't no paintbrushes left. Alabama don't got they ain't got nothing to live for but the football. They don't care about they're, nothing. Their tubas, their tubas rusty. Yeah. One, <laughs> one thing I want to talk about Nick Saban was he has a stipulation in his contracts. He's had this for years where anytime a new coach, like one of his fellow coaches, anytime one of them surpass him as the highest paid, he goes back to the goes yeah. back to the committee. I need a new contract. Oh, so he, he gets bumped up. Every time somebody else gets bumped up, he goes up. A dollar more, a notch higher. You uh, always have to be the highest paid coach throughout as it, long as he's just, there. It's just the way he, he he lives his life. He's got to be the best. He has to. Yeah. Yeah, I got to get paid after what I've done. Well, I mean, it, when you got that kind of clout and you probably pulled those kinds of wins, they're going to keep you around for as long as possible. As long right? as you want to be there. Yeah. What would you, you say the other day? What is it? Uh, morals and our ethics and uh, you said uh, it the other day. Oh. Uh, uh, tolerance and talent. <laughs> tolerance and talent. Yeah. yeah. When talent's yeah. high, tolerance is high. Yeah. I think this contract brings him till he's eighty-one. He'll be 81. eighty-one when he's done. When it ends. Man, that's ridiculous. That's so crazy. They'll be rolling him out in a wheelchair. Hey, He'll hey, be whispering hey. plays. He says, "Hey, he ain't got no intentions of stopping. He still loves it too much." Well, the thing is, is that man work keeps you young. You know, and purpose keeps you young. Especially in that job, like yeah. you lose kids every year, so you have to fly different places. You got to talk to kids yeah. all year round. Yeah, that kind of work has to probably keep you young. Got to be around you that know? useful energy yeah, all useful the time. Energy, you know, you're probably getting like, you know, just getting rattled and pushed, and you're probably in it. So I'm sure he probably he's got he's got uh, he's got like I said, youthful vigor to kind of keep him motivated to keep moving forward. All right, so, man, I've been, uh, like I said, man, I don't watch much sports. So, for me, I like that you're in here because you're going to teach me stuff about sports. You're going to teach me, like, like man, I, I sucked at football in high school, man. I, like, literally did, like, one season. I think I got beamed by a, bat, by a baseball whenever I was, like, maybe, like, 7th or 8th grade, maybe 8th grade. I got beamed by a baseball, and I was like, Jesus, man, this is my last game. Hey, you know what they say, game. some of the great coaches, hey, I don't. I don't do the shit. I teach the shit. I know what I'm supposed to do. I just can't do it. Man, I, I didn't. What is it? I didn't even know what like. Uh, like man, when I'd be out there like playing football, I didn't know what the hell it was like. You know, when when they'd be like, okay, you got 
Like when you're running the play, you got to be on this side, you got to do this, and you got to do that. And then there's some of these kids, man, they were like C average students, man. And they just took to it like a fish to water, man. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying you're good at what you're good at. Don't be ashamed of it. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, for me, that was not what I was good at. But I was seeing some students that were considered, like, bad students, were considered, like, lazy and dumb. Bad learners. Bad learners. And, like, man, they took to that stuff like fish and water. Like, they were just, like, they know the plays. They know the counts. Like, they, I'm sorry, man. They, they, you, you, as, as, you know, there's a lot of jokes of, like, how maybe you can get away with it for a, a while. But, man, it's like whenever they tease people about being, you know, like, kids who were in like shop class man i couldn't like i couldn't hang with the shop class kids man i didn't know how to take a carburetor apart or rebuild an engine it's all about what you're good at and i think that if you give these kids a chance man and let them shine like i understand that like there's a lot of politics involved in it like we were joking you know arts arts suffer and other things suffer but you know there's certain you know there's 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 colleges out there that devote themselves like ut has a great balance yeah, they like, got a little bit of everything. Yeah, they got a great balance of like I'm sure I'm sure there's like I'm sure if I talked to somebody who knew what they were actually talking about, there's probably a really bad divide into like what money that goes into football and money that goes into the arts. But they've got a nice balance. Like you got a film class over there, you got a good art program. Well, well a lot of those like Pac twelve schools. Yeah. Schools up in the toward the coast or California, yeah. Seattle and all that, Washington. A lot of those schools they're like harder schools to get into academically. Yeah. So whenever they kind of meet the schools like Alabama and A&M and all those, the, like, southern schools <laughs> that, you know, they got the stereotype, they're all yeah. dumb. It's a divide because yeah. if, if you're a great student athlete, like, if you make okay grades but yeah. you're really good and you just go to a, a bad school where they're, yeah. no, it's real so low so to like, get in. So, so, like, I graduated Granger. I'm going to trash Granger when I went to school. I don't know about Granger now, but Granger, let's say 1996 up to 2006, it was a pretty bad school. I mean, I, I came out of that school with, a, you know, a, with a reading disability, spelling disability. Like I got, I, but I also did really good on certain things. Like I was good, like I'm good at stuff like this. You know, I'm good at podcasting. I'm good at, you know, computer stuff. So like they, but they didn't foster or like help with those certain things. Like there was some teachers that did it. But they also didn't, you know, they didn't have the economics means to 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 foster those positive things. They did what yeah. they could with the money that they had. Yeah. So like I was in like some computer program, computer stuff, but it didn't teach you comp- computer programming. It taught you how to tear computers down and clean them. You know how to do maybe Excel, maybe how to do like word processing. But like there wasn't coding back when I was coming up, and if there was, it was rudimentary and coming from like MySpace. You know, yeah, and you taught yourself. Yeah, most of it. It back was like then. HTML or whatever, HTML, HTML or whatever it was. Like you taught yourself. So, to me, uh, to me, it's like I'm I'm looking forward to to like now getting to watch these games and have a reason for them to want to win because I sure as hell don't want to put a freaking twelve million Scoville <laughs> hot chip. Oh, I don't all either. Up in this, all up in this face and start crying so we'll we'll see how it goes man. man i'm excited for that we shook hands like gentlemen oh yeah it's official. It's, it's official it's official it's on video it's on video it's going up on youtube when uh when my team wins when all my teams all the underdogs show what it's like you know to just show up these like you know big baddies and you got to eat that chip i'll be in there with you with solidarity 
and you know maybe a glass of milk. Hey, you know? hey, hey, it's only it's only like three or four underdog stories. <laughs> There's been a lot of underdogs <laughs> get ass whooped. Just just me just like watching in horror as I see like just one step closer to that hot chip. If we gonna come back next week, I'm like, yeah, they they lost fifty six <laughs> to three. They lost sixty two to seven. Yeah. Oh man, I'm glad we're not going off of like the more the. Because it's only one chip. I'm not doing more than one. Oh, I don't want to no. die. So, okay, so... So, the, the important thing that happened on the non-sports side of things, like the uh, the non-sports side of the world that I get involved in is, like, man, did you did you happen to see the kid who was trying to break into his ex-girlfriend's house? No. It was, like, in Ohio or something like that? No, I didn't even see that. Dude, that was a hard video to watch man it was a hard video to watch this is why this is why um these are like age restricted and this is why like this is why this this show isn't kid friendly so he's like beating down the door and he he let you can i don't know that there was audio and the audio said that the father tells him to back up back up back up and then he tells him three times to get away from the door he literally shoots that kid three two times in the chest and once when he's running away because he can't see him he's shooting through the door so the kid gets shot tw- like twice in the once in the chest, once in the stomach. He's walking away and he gets one in the back of the shoulder, and he just sits in the driveway and that's it. DOA as soon as as soon as the uh, as soon as the uh, ambulance pulls up. But like the problem was was like he was legit trying to break into that house. Like there was no other. Like there was a yeah. ring door camera. There was evidence. Like you could literally see him trying to kick that door down and trying to get into uh, getting into a situation that he didn't know that he wasn't ready for. Yeah. You know. He must have been a real young guy. Oh, he was young, yeah. Like I'd teenage. Say probably, yeah, young, probably about teenage, maybe late, early, early 20s, you know. Hey. Yeah, just being stupid, man. Message to the young fellas. Yeah. Them daddies will kill your ass about yeah. their daughters. Yeah, man. Don't like, play yeah. around. And, yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, just just know, man. Yeah. Like they say, fuck around to find out. <laughs> he found out He found out. Hey, R.I.P. to him. Hey, don't play. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those things that's like, you... You hope, like, man, I don't ever, like, I, I do talk about policing in general, and that those are one of those things, man, you, you hope in that sense that the police are going to, you know, be able to get there in a timely fashion and be able to help you out. But to, at any to point, save him. Yeah, to, to save, save him, him from himself. Yeah, exactly, to save him from himself. But in any instance, you know, when you hear things like, it, it is important to have, you know, you know, keep yourself armed if, if need be. You know, take gun, proper gun classes. You know, if you don't feel that that's something that you need in your house, more power to you. Um, I, 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 I'm one of those people, I'm never going to tell you how to live your life. I don't personally think that it's something that's needed in our house at this moment. As things progress in this world, who knows? But yeah. at this moment, I don't particularly think it's needed, you know. But at this point, this kid learned, learned a valuable lesson that he's never coming back from. You know, and that was that you just you you there's certain things you can and can't do in this world. I want I always wonder stories like this. I always wonder the backstory leading up to it. Yeah, right. Because what led her dad to want to fire at you through the door? Like he didn't feel safe enough with the gun to open the door. Yeah. To even. Well, I mean, he's kicking it in, and when you open the door, you're only giving him an opportunity to lunge. Yeah. You know, and at that point, you don't know what that person has. Even if it's not like, even yeah, if you're like, looking through a ring door camera, you don't know what particular, you know, and you're not knowing what, you don't, at this point, it's not, it's not so much what's motivating him, it's what's, you know, it's, it's keeping 
your domicile, your house yeah. protected. He, he gave him a warning. Yeah. He gave him a chance to yeah. stand down and leave. Yeah, just sad situation. Yeah, man. And then uh, the the other man, there was another little, there was another kind of sad incident that happened where this uh this uh police officer, I think he actually got uh, reprimanded pretty bad for it, but he uh, basically uh, a young a young lady who was pregnant. Uh, and her father, her her husband was a pastor. Didn't feel comfortable parking on the shoulder. Whenever. Oh, I see yeah, that. So he pulls him. She pulls into like a sitco yeah. or like a gas station, and then he draws down. And she ends up being able to kind of talk him down, and being like, "Hey, I didn't feel comfortable." And, and he's not having any of it. And he was going yeah, off on her before off, she yeah. she even got a chance to really yeah. explain herself. But luckily, she was able to kind of bring the situation down. I think that was kind of like her just just. Kind of able to breathe through the through through the stress of it yeah. and understand that she's she's not only taking care of herself but the two kids she has and the third one on the way, and th- that just seemed like that seemed like just uh, poor communication skills on the police officer's part because to me everyone knows that if you put your hazards on and you're pulling forward you don't particularly feel safe yeah. so I think that's just poor communication on the police yeah. officer's side. Yeah, me too. When I watch a video, I was like, man, like he didn't have to go off on it because yeah. she's not speeding away. Like, yeah. Clearly, she's not yeah. driving and, away from you. Yeah, there, there's there's so many there's so many stop there's so many stop gaps that he could have he could have taken the information in differently. You know, he could have been like, oh, okay, well she's not she's not speeding, she's not particularly driving away, she has her hazards on. But I think in in that instance, he's going off of pure adrenaline. He doesn't know who's in the vehicle. He doesn't yeah. know what's going on. But I think that if you, if you, it, it's not every day. Like, I can't tell a police officer to slow down, take a minute, and think about what you're doing. Because they don't live in that, like. It's a life or death. Yeah, they don't live every in this, stop. Yeah, yeah, they don't live in the same kind of, like, well, can I take take a chance, take a breath, can I do this? But you also have to, you have to, you know, I, I came from, I wanted to be a police officer. I, I went to the sport program. That's what I did instead of sports. Like, I didn't go into, I didn't go into football, basketball, none of those things. I went into a thing called the called um, the Explore program, and it was basically for kids like maybe like I think like eleven to like sixteen or seventeen who wanted to become cops. And it expressly, you know, it was really it was a really cool program because like it was basically like a straight pipeline. Like if you stayed in that program and you worked that program correctly and you you did everything right, they would they would literally put you in a police department after you went to uh, Telco. I think it was called Telco. The, our, it, it was at the APD Academy, so the Austin Police Academy. I think they called it something else. And you could literally go from, if you went from the Explorer program to the Austin Police Academy, you could literally like go into straight shot, straight shot, right yeah. through, right through. I had a, I have a bunch of friends who went from, from Explorer program. Some of them went military and then into the police program. You know, so it was just, it, it was just a really cool thing that they did, almost like ROTC does with the military, but like if you do ROTC in high school. It gives you a better opportunity to kind of get into a good military uh, installation and kind of work that work that program the same way. So, but where, when I was coming up, and military police off military policing was, was like that military military eastern uh, police departments was just on the upswing. So they didn't really have like they had a SWAT team, but they didn't have like the tanks. They didn't have like a lot of the, the gear that they had now. They really kind of used what they would call was de-escalation. And one thing that I always talked to, that the police officers always told me about was that you had, you know, you had, you know, was it three weapons? You had, you had um, your your command voice, your taser, and then the last resort. You know, 
And the command voice was always the thing you laid on, you leaned on. If you come in with a commanding voice, you can usually kind of like straighten someone's spine out, you know. But you come in with a commanding voice, you kind of take charge of the situation. It's not always going to work all the time, but you move up the scale of escalation. Now, I've also heard that a lot of people in the military were taught similar things. But there's one guy talks talks about in certain situations when you're in when you're dealing with combat situations there's no escalation it's you come in there you assess and then you have to immediately go to the highest scale because yeah. you don't that, know in a combat situation what's going to happen you don't know who who and what scenario is going to happen in this combat situation so that's why i try i try and be super understanding with these police officers that are coming from the military because they got ptsd and they're also coming from a situation where there's no in between. You can't. You, you have to jump the scale. So you have to go from what would be like talking it out and moving forward, and then you're in a combat situation. So there's no talking it out and moving it forward. There's literally combat, and then probably like non a non combat situation. Yeah. And now we have these guys on the street, and they have to kind of deprogram themselves to understand that they're not in a combat situation anymore. So I'm not saying this particular guy was in that, but who knows if it, if he was, or if he if he came from that background. If now he's thinking, oh, well, it's immediately going to the highest situation. I cannot, I ha- I can't. There's no there's no there's no way I can misstep because it only ensures me getting hurt. And I think that that's what people are are having a hard time understanding is that, you know, it comes from the situation of like. You know, I don't particularly know. I'm just going off of what this gentleman said on another podcast. Is that the way he was trained? Is that there's there's zero escalation. There's meeting that same point. You're meeting at the same point that they're coming at you at. So if someone comes at you in peace, you're coming at them with peace. If someone's coming at you in an escalated situation, you're meeting them to the same escalation or sometimes higher. You know. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a combat situation and they're firing at you, you're firing back at you. If you're they're coming at you in a in a combat situation they're firing at you but you can get the upper hand you take that upper hand you know yeah, but like yeah. I said this woman was pregnant with two kids there's no reason to do that you know mm-hmm. yeah I think he could have taken I think there could have been a, there there was a lot of stop losses in between there that he could have maybe assessed the situation correctly I don't know but what do you what do you think on situations like that I'm glad everything turned out yeah. like kudos to the lady in the video yeah. I feel like her composure did Save it from being a very horrible situation. Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like the way the cop was coming there in the video, like out the gate, gun drawn and all that, mm-hmm. she could have turned too fast or did anything. Yeah. And it would have been just a horrible story about, you know. The loss a late, of two lives. Lost the two lives right there. Yeah. Yeah, just kudos to her. You know, cops, they got a hard job to do. Hey, it takes special people to do that job. Yeah. I never try and jump the gun on any cop situation because you never know. The full story of everything. I think that there's 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 black and white situations and everything, but there is a subtle gray when it comes to certain situations. And yeah. I think you know, at any at any given point, we can we can go. You can always go back and say hindsight's twenty twenty, right? You yeah. can always assess the situation and be like, oh, well, you could have done this different. You could have done that different. All right. So I don't want to bring him up in every conversation. I don't want to bring him up in every podcast. But he's just in the social, he's just in the cultural zeitgeist. He's everywhere. You can't stop him. He's the uh, he's the uh, what is it? He's the. You're immo- talking about the big G. He, he's the immovable object, 
with the unstoppable force, which is the internet, Andrew Tate. Who was who are you thinking I was talking about? Man, you, I thought you were talking about the big G, Andrew Tate. Yeah, man. he ended up going to what was it? Was it Rumble? I think it's Rumble. Anyways, he went to a he went to an offshoot of YouTube. It's basically like uh, a kind of like a wild west youtube oh with no rules well there are rules but there aren't right so they so he so tate comes in and he amassed like fourteen thousand people within the course of of like a day so like he literally gets on i think it's rumble i might be mistaken but he ended up amassing uh, a ton of people in just a short amount of time i'm not a tate fan so i'm not gonna go out of my way to go find this guy and 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 uh introduce his his stuff into my hard drive and download it so to me i just think it's interesting that they kind of did exactly what people told them not to do which was give him an opportunity to you know to grow and become what essentially is a a, a parasite you know he's on a whole new frontier yeah, he's on a whole new frontier I want to know if, uh, if my boy Josh wants to jump in on this. You're welcome oh, to. to jump in. All right, jump in, jump in, son. Uh, he, he's going to grab a chair. We're going to get him jumping in on this. And and uh, now y'all guys, I mean, y'all guys met before, but we'll do a proper, a proper. Oh, yeah. We're going to do a proper introduction. Make sure that we can get the camera right. Oh, I'm certain this is fine. All right. Yes, yes. So we're doing so to catch you up, and you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this. Come, come in more this way, Shanta. You're gonna love this, man. You're gonna love this. So, me and Shanfell, me and Shanfell, we're talking about doing. Uh, um, so I picked, we picked football teams, right? Okay. And uh, looks like I'm, I picked the underdog. I don't know anything about football. I know you're not a big sports guy either, but uh, I'm sure you probably have some some inklings of like. High school football, uh, high school football uh, memories that are still kind of sloshing around on the old, uh, the old. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just because I don't keep up with the sport, don't mean I don't understand it. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So, like, I pick. So, we're so just to cut to the chase, we're picking the we're picking the underdog teams for the five, and then we're gonna consistently do this when he comes in, and whoever loses at the end of the at the end of the season has to do the one chip. So we're doing the one chip challenge, and whoever gets the most wins. Has to has to and whoever gets the most losses has to eat the one chip. I feel like this is just Sean Pell dunking on you so that he can get you to eat a fucking <laughs> well, hot chip. It was my idea, so I'm the stupid oh, well, one here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the idiot in this situation. There you go, no, all underdog. Yeah. So yeah, I picked all underdogs. We're gonna see how it goes. I think I got, and so we did one where it's actually teamed up that we both picked the same team. So if we both lose, it's a point against both of us. I mean, West Virginia over Pittsburgh—that's probably a toss-up. Utah over Florida. I mean, whenever I was on the come up, that'd have been a crazy pick. But Utah is probably, you know, right there, able to fucking mudstone Florida these days. Yeah, I said early. Notre Dame versus Ohio State. I mean, are these the rankings here, two and five? Yep. So I mean, obviously Ohio State's going to be the guys who have the advantage there. Georgia at number three is going to probably mudstone Oregon. Um, Arkansas. Over Cincinnati is probably how I go. That just uh, that uh, that downhill football that uh, those SEC teams play tend to translate better cross division. So 
uh, Cincinnati probably isn't going to handle getting the football ran right down their throat as effectively as they might uh, handle a spread offense that they might experience in their division. And uh, then, obviously, like UT, I got to pick UTI. There's no way I'm ever going to pick Louisiana Monroe over Texas. So. so the only reason why I did that is because I knew he was going to pick Texas. So I was just like, I'll just go with, uh, I'll just go with. Uh, Cajun make country. it interesting. Yeah, make it interesting. Bro, and you, me, that's and, bad. That's a bad and, pick. Well, I mean, Texas is dog shit this year, but they're they have like an amazing recruiting class see, right that's now. That's what he was talking yeah. about. See, so I feel like this is this is what makes the podcast interesting because it's like two versus one on the the idiot that doesn't know anything. But just, well, so the, the big know, thing, the, the big the thing, that, the big thing that's changing for Texas right now is that they've uh, they've introduced a, a thing called uh, NIL. Where you they're where they're able that. to basically buy players. That's exactly what he was talking about. That, He's Texas, talking about a refrigerator filled with twi- well, with, uh, with bands. Everybody's hating on Texas schools, A and M, Texas, because they they can throw all the oil money at you, all the, <laughs> everything. They, all the bush and all yeah. the all the all the well, bush and well, money that they have. Let's be frank. Every booster, like every every oh, alumni from every Texas school, is like, oh fuck. <laughs> I can spend money on making my fucking alumni, my, my, my alma mater bro win. And, like, every stonks bro and, like, Wall Street guy that's, like, coming to Texas is going to have, like, a field day with this. I mean, hell, my buddy uh, Chris, he's gotten an IL deal with one of the UT football players right now. Um, yeah, where he's uh, he's uh, advertising his uh, clean-cut windows and doors with a, with, with, a, with a local football player. It's dope. So the one they, reason... They, they, shout out me for coming up with the creative name for that project. So, uh... So the reason why I picked Florida, and this was the big reason why, is because they've been open all year. They've been open with like zero COVID restrictions, very low COVID restrictions. So I feel like maybe they have the upper hand in being able to have like constant practice, boys actually training without any stops. So no, so no restrictions on that. That's the only reason why I picked Florida. Well, I mean, Utah is like the bumfuck ass crack of the country, bro. <laughs> like, there's no way that like there's any COVID problems out in the middle of Utah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they're out like crawling out from under rocks. Like <laughs> they're, they're so spread out. That, like, Evangelical rocks. Yeah. So I doubt that, uh, and frankly, when it comes to football, I mean, with, with COVID, like those teams aren't going to not practice. Well, I'm not talking about not practicing. I'm talking about restrictions on the practice. You know? So again, I don't think that that's going on. I'm you don't not think the, so? Uh, no. I mean, I know that that was happening early on in the NFL. Like, uh, so they they were they were having big restrictions on like where they could go yeah. and stuff. But like those guys were expected to get together and practice fucking five times a week. And so yeah. the point that I'm working towards is that a team like Utah, out in the middle of fucking nowhere, who has a stricter COVID environment outside mm-hmm. of the football field might be creating an environment of fewer distractions for those guys. Okay, I get what you're yeah, saying. So, so like it's it, actually kind of like a benefit for them. Yeah, if, 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 if they're not out able to go to the bar and smash pussy every yeah. Tuesday night before the fucking football game, and instead yeah. they're at home watching film, Yeah, then it's just a, they're going to fucking yeah. be ready to play, dog. I and, get what they, you're and the guys in that. Florida, I mean, like, bro, yeah, the, university, the University of Florida is a goddamn... It's a cesspool. I mean, it's a swamp, bro, yeah, like, yeah. for real. Like, it's a... It's a crazy time. I seriously doubt that the guys playing for the University of Florida, on the average, are as focused as the guys playing for Utah, just because of the any, number of distractions. I think that's any given any given weekend at the on in Florida, though. They got like. That's what I'm saying. It's just the environment, right? Yeah. Like, like I mean. So you kind of changed my yeah. mind on that, but I'm gonna keep what? it the same because we got Go, the chip chat. Going to the, the swamp yeah. er, early in the year, that humidity hits a lot of teams differently. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, that's why they came up with Gatorade. <laughs> Shout right out right there on the university. Yeah, man. I mean, that was like the the only color was green, 
I don't know what the original color was. The lemon lime color, yeah, just green, yeah. Just that lemon lime. Probably tastes like straight up uh, salt and vitamins. Well, man, it's good to see you. Last time I saw you was at the the barbecue. Yeah, when everybody first came and got introduced. Finally got up in here last week. So it was a good podcast. I was able to listen to it, and it was. We're I up to seventy, man. I'm excited about it. You, you, you're. That's like the second or third most views we've gotten. Yeah, on Yeah, you're, you're killing it out there, man. You, you're, you're, you're viewed and wanted to be seen. So you're I got like you. A, you're like a little niche micro internet celebrity yeah, already, so bro. So like, we, we got you. We got you coming in on the regular, especially now since we got this one chip challenge going, and uh, we'll see if Josh wants to jump jump in on it. Hey, Mikey taking the underdog every week, man. Chips <laughs> all yours. Like, chips all mine. That's the thing about college football. Not too often does the underdog come on top. Well, this was this was literally me just guessing because I don't know anything about college. I football. mean, so like I said, the last time I I consistently watch college football is because FCCLA let us go for free. Oh, that was dope back in the day. Yeah. But if you ever want to like pick correctly, just pick whatever Vegas is picking. Oh yeah. Like Vegas knows what the fuck they're doing. Vegas Vegas picks shit at a much higher rate than anybody else anywhere. So like that's the one thing that I like about the UFC is like you can literally. I mean like like the, I would lo- like hey gambling sites like legit pick us up like we'll, we'll yeah DraftKings yeah DraftKings you pick motherfuckers us up. got plenty of money you don't oh, yeah, you don't necessarily. You don't necessarily need a return on investment on this individual ad. You need market share, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Come, come develop that market share with Monkey Mouth. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah, man! I would definitely like at least at least six percent of what you're going to give us is going to go right back into DraftKings because I'm going to start gambling. You're going to have a new gambling addict. So I can't promise I'm a gamble, but I'll definitely tell motherfuckers who are listening to go gamble. I'll be like, hey, man, this pick, <laughs> like, pick this underdog who I'm I know is going like, to get his ass like, Josh, Josh. Hey, which uh, which Brazilian guy is gonna win on UFC this week? <laughs> He's gonna be like whispering poison in my ear. You oh, know? I know the guys. That's like, what I'm asking. I, I, I keep be up like, with it well enough. There's like dudes on the come up that like no one knows about. I'm gonna like, be like, can, I'm gonna be getting on my boy Joshi. There's and there's some good like, there's some good podcasts out there with some dudes who like pick the UFC stuff very effectively. Yeah, like, they, they, they there's a that. few guys who if you just like pick the way they pick, you're gonna make money. Uh, when uh, when we were going through that like particular like hard like 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 this was like pre stonks bros. Like I was like trying. This was like pre, like pre stonks, bro. The upcome on like Bitcoin, the upcome on like Doja. I was trying so hard to get into a good bank that could like help me parlay that into like. Uh, well, now they don't really talk about it because Robinhood kind of shit the bed. But like Robinhood and you're like Webull and stuff like that. But man, I can't find a bank that'll let me do it. So I know you said you were gonna help me on that sometime soon, the which I'm, I'm excited about. What was I gonna help you on? Like getting into a getting into like a a like kind of like where you can invest and play with stocks kind of like weeble and stuff like that oh yeah i get you yeah, I, have, yeah. I, have, I have weeble and I have, I have a few like apps on my phone yeah which i, I, I caught was, i caught doge good i got it i got, yeah, so you I, got, I got it on doge at under four cents a pop and yeah. sold it at almost 70 cents a pop so there's a there's a couple of guys out there that are like virtual millionaires but like i guess they lost it it was uh it was i think they said it was 500 bitcoins a piece that they were given on a flash drive and by the end of it they 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 Someone in the group lost the flash drive. So. Oh, the one so, they lost in a dump. Yeah, 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 like yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. So it's like four friends that went that went in on a on Bitcoin like super low, and so like now there's a flash drive out there with like at least couple like million sixty million, million dollars <laughs> on it, forty million dollars on That's it. That's gone now. Oh, dude, it's so in a, a dump. Little, a little hunk of plastic in the dump. It's gone. It's gone. like that one cat who he actually made a consistently pretty good crypto. And then he died with the key, mm-hmm. and now there's just like, there's uh, there's just out in the ether. Yeah, out in the ether, and I think he's got there's person's only got like two or three chances to 
unlock it co correctly before it's basically dissolved. It'll yeah, it'll it'll delete everything if you. I think he's on his last attempt. I want to make a I want to make a type of coin that incentivizes being good. Yeah, you were talking about that. Yeah, like if you go and like take a like if there's a dilapidated fence in your neighborhood, right? And you take a picture of it beforehand, and then you go and fix it up and make it nice again. You take a picture and upload it, and we can verify that you like did something that's like literally measurably good for the community. We'll give you a disbursement of these coins, and the more of the coins that we disperse into the community, the more valuable they become. I feel like you'd be good at selling carbon offsets, I bro. I'm good at selling anything. But that's what I'm saying. I feel like you'd be good at being like, being like, okay, uh, okay, up and coming company, how much can I get you on these carbon offsets? What I like about his ideas for all the Taylor Facebook community watch heroes. There you go. There's all the that's better your community watchability with these Instead coins. Instead of your complaint. And see where you're really at. Yeah, yeah. A lot, that, a lot of loose stuff. Like gamifies goodness, right? Yeah. Like in the, in like that that's the thing that we need is gamifies. Instead of loose goodness. dogs getting told on Taylor that the dog is loose, it's literally just loose dogs giving back to their owner. Instead of like there's a dog loose on Victoria fucking <laughs> bro. No, it's like, hey man, there's this dog and I picked it up and gave it some food and water and yeah. like here's the post about the dog that's being taken care of properly and like yeah. someone come get it. And, like, oh, I ran into plus two coins, motherfucker. I, yeah. I ran into this guy, like he, he 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 was so chill, it was the funniest thing. He just like chill walking through Walmart with like a with like a poochin' monkey on his on his back and just like chill like like I hope nobody asked me about this monkey, but I'm like I'm a weirdo. So I was like, hey, what's with the monkey? And he's like, oh, I run a zoo. And I was like, cool, let's get you on the podcast. And he's like, I got no time, but cool, let's get me on the podcast. So he's wanting to step through whenever he's got time. So that's exciting. It'd be cool to get a dude who runs yeah. a zoo. Yeah, I think it's a pretty neat kind of concept to see like how that how that how you go about running a zoo. Yeah. Instead of having to watch like a bad Matt Damon movie about it. <laughs> so we were talking about uh, the goat. Uh, the goat Andrew Tate bringing like 2,400 subscribers to like uh, Rebel. Oh, I forget what it's called, but basically it's an it's a it's like a a offshoot of YouTube that's more like the Wild West. It has less like restrictions. Andrew Tate's welcome there. I think like basically all the people who aren't welcome on YouTube are welcome there, and they can kind of speak freely. And he ended up bringing in like a ridiculous amount of people with him. And I told Chappelle that I don't want to bring this guy up every time, but he's just culturally in the right guy. So I just thought that it would be kind of interesting to talk about how they did exactly what they did. I mean, how many subscribers? Twenty four hundred. I think it was twenty four hundred. Oh, that's not in the zeitgeist. That's nobody. Well, like that's, he's just of, living. In, he's just living in your head, right? Well, no. To think about it, it's to the point of like this is this is not YouTube. This is not this is not a this is not where a lot of people are are going to go. And he essentially is now front page on that to the point where like he's getting brought up on the news being brought up on front pages of YouTube being told like why you shouldn't follow this guy cool. you know weird yeah but they're doing the complete opposite like they're pushing more people to him like me personally I stick on YouTube I'm not a big Tate fan I'm not gonna go and search out his stuff it's more for the fact that like they're doing ex the exact opposite of what they wanted to do which was give him cultural influence on bringing people to a website that probably wouldn't have had that spike in like I, I again still think that like if your goal is to silence him it's good because again what has he got 50 million followers well there's 7 billion people on yeah. the planet and so if you just took him off all the major thoroughfares for people to find their information you just cut his viewer base down to 25 million yeah and now he's on all these other weird little platforms and now he's exclusively pumping out content on platforms that people don't find by and large and so mm -hmm. 
the chances of him actually being able to reach seven billion now has been greatly diminished as compared to before. And so yep. you're right; it is it is instigating like that, like curiosity. Like, I'm gonna go look, but yeah. again, it's much more about people who were already on the fringe, who were mm-hmm. already thinking about looking at him. But like the 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 soccer mom who has no idea who he is, she's never gonna know who he is now. Yeah, you know See, what I'm saying? And, and that's the thing is like, that it's gonna make sure that he never gets found. Now. Yeah, that was my problem with like when UT was trying to keep like people from speaking. It's just like. Let them speak because they're gonna. They're, they're gonna. UT was trying to keep people from speaking. I, it, no, I'm sorry, not UT. It was. Uh, I think it was UT. But anyways, they. they a shut, college. Yeah, they shut down. A, they shut down like uh, a, a person who was supposed to be speaking at the college and doing like a like a lecture, like a lecture on it. And uh, essentially, he was a white supremacist. Oh, this was Texas A and M. Texas A and M. Sorry about wow. that. So Texas A and M, and he was a white supremacist. And to me, it was like. And that guy's like such a tool. Like he don't matter. Like honestly, whether you let him speak or not, like he's such garbage. Like know thy enemy. Know what this guy. Know 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 the trash that's spewing out of this guy's mouth. So that like essentially you know. Like it's better well, to know. You, you got to understand that like a college isn't operating on what's best for society long term. A college is operating on what's good for their profit in the short term. And yeah. if they upset their customer base, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is their students, they're going to lose money next time because all the new alumni who were forced to experience that mm-hmm. are going to speak heresy on that institution. They're going to be less likely to get the referrals to the institution now because they because yeah. they did a disservice to their current customer bases. You, know, you can't think of it as students and right and wrong. It's customers, bro. Yeah. Well, because it, it, it's become that way because essentially it's well, a business now, it's right? a, I mean, it is. It's always been. We a were business. joking about it's always that. Been a business. We were joking about that. Uh, what was it? We were saying that the that uh, the I said that the uh, the the trombones rusting out and there's no art left in that community. Oh yeah. No, it was at Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, I was like Alabama ain't got no arts program at all. Yeah, then. Bro, I, I wonder if Alabama's arts program is actually worth the shit at all. I remember whenever I was, like, still in high school, they were saying that they still had, like, intentionally segregated fucking uh, sororities and, and, and fraternities. At, oh, yeah. And so, like, I can imagine they're still stuck in the fucking 60s. Like, you go there and it's still, like, junction boys. You, you know Alabama was one of the last schools to desegregate? Dude, US- this was, like, in 2008 I saw they still had the institutions. Yeah. Like, they still had like, the fraternities and sororities. USC came down in the 60s, and USC was one of the first schools yeah. to desegregate. They came down, kicked Alabama ass. He was like, "We need some brothers over here." It was like, uh, it was like, what's his name beating the Nazis? Old boy beating the Nazis. And Bro, like, how embarrassing <laughs> did it have to be for you to be like the literal personification of of white supremacy in Adolf Hitler and having like your like genetically bred to be superior white boys getting fucking roasted by mud people. Like, on, top, on top like of that. bro, like like huh. the, like the black boy is straight ruined that Random. whole ruined that whole argument <laughs> that they're the superior race. Like how like you can't even win a fucking foot race, yeah, bro. Yeah, the whole shut down your whole Olympics right in front of you. <laughs> it was, it was uh, Bill Burr. That's a nice day, isn't it? And he's like <laughs> trying to chill Hitler out. But like, I mean, it's true, man. I mean, there's you you like you can name uh, like Larry Bird. Who else is there? I'm trying to think of like Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic. Right now, Luka Luka Doncic is the first okay. white dude that's killing the NBA. Yeah. Like so, last year, whenever they had like the little finals run, yeah, they beat the Suns like to eliminate them. Watching that game felt like I was watching like Twelve Years a Slave or something. <laughs> like, dude, he was out there just killing brothers. I'm like, man, y'all gotta stop him. He was going crazy. 
Oh my man, this game, this game just feels <laughs> racist like, to watch. Just feels racist. This just set us back a hundred <laughs> years. So, uh, I just heard that Snoop Dogg didn't want to sing with Eminem because he embarrassed. What was it, Jay Z or somebody? He embarrassed. Like he basically like, I guess they got they got into like a like basically like a rap battle. And he spit such hard bars that Snoop Dogg was like, nah, he done fucked this, this guy up. Like, are you talking about the game? Was it, no, no, the game and him have always oh, been bumping heads. Yeah, the recently, the yeah, game put been, out yeah. like a diss track that yeah. was 10 minutes long of garbage. <laughs> well, the game the game made me laugh because the game was like, he sounded like the Joker. Because they were like, they were talking to him, he's like, he's like, I'm better than Eminem. And he's like, and he's like, that guy said, what? You're better than Eminem? He goes, you ain't better. Yes, I am. Yes. Yeah, it's like really like that Joker scene where he's like, if you do, if you get at something you don't do it for free. This man's crazy. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You know, it's just like this complete mask off. Like he, he like, believed. He, he believed it. Yeah, believed. he believed it. Yeah, like like it was like a mask off Joker kind of moment where like everybody in the room was like, nah, he thinks he's better than them. It's like, well, I guess you're entitled to your opinion, buddy. <laughs> yeah, everybody's entitled to be wrong, right? But uh, yeah, I saw so, a video of of some interviewers from like. England talking with Lil Wayne about the best rappers alive and, and uh, Gucci Man was on the list but Eminem wasn't and Lil Wayne was oh, like that little, Lil that Wayne was TikTok. like Lil Wayne was like Gucci Man Gucci like like <laughs> Gucci Gucci Man is on the list but so this boy's all about the trap game over here yeah. he 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 like he moves in silence like lasagna he says this boy knows his trap music he's been in a rap video. Like don't get oh, I mean, don't, got, don't get I, him don't let him don't yeah, I mean, sleep I, on big Pop. yeah I mean I've got a I've got a I've got a DJ coming in here real soon that does like chopping and screwing um yeah DJ Purple Ish you bitch that's my dude I've been rocking with so that guy this is for like a long this is like chameleon air style stuff like old school oh it's rap. like DJ Screw DJ Screw yeah like like he'll take anybody's track and like put that purple flavor on it it's dope as fuck bro like did you did y'all like, guys catch that Hank Hill rap oh but there's been a few Hank Hill raps and they're all insane. I was dying. There's one with a boomacopter at the end. A boomacopter? Yeah, where it's Boomhauer's head and it's a helicopter. <laughs> I caught that stuff real late. God damn. My, my dad was pumping it. Like, People on the internet are insane, bro. Dude, they're geniuses, man. I just hope one day I screw up so hard I get to be turned into like a rap meme. You know? Hey, man, all publicity is good publicity. I'm be like, I hope I mess, I hope I get, I, I mess up in something so bad that, that I'll be like, be, what's his name on The Office where he becomes like a like a rap meme or he becomes like a meme and like a, a song that's like the goal right there that's that one chip you're gonna eat oh that's that, the man. one chip gonna be a viral moment that's gonna be the fucking meme <laughs> you just, bro, you just, just, you're just gonna superimpose like a, a, a glizzy like oh he's choking on <laughs> gonna be like the new Idris Elba <laughs> when he was on Hot Ones yeah Idris Elba man he was sad on that he was just bad like some of these guys man they just they're all talk. I wouldn't make it. Oh, man. This this boy would handle it all the way I've, through the bomb. I've actually, uh, my buddy Clifton, shout out Zilla, um, got the entire box of their sauces. And uh, I tried their bomb sauce, like the the, 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 or the last dab sauce. Oh, it was sauce. the last dab sauce. That shit was not that bad. Oh, dude, yeah. it killed me, man. Yeah, man I put it on a piece of salami, and I thought I was going to die. I got I it for Christmas. I swear to God, I was like, wow, this is not near as bad as I was expecting oh, it to I, be. Well, like, so my problem was is that it wasn't a dab. So, like, I got a piece of salami, and I'm just like, oh, it's not coming out. Boop, boop, boop. And it just, like, comes out, and I'm like, damn, whatever. I'm going to try it. 
And then I went, and like all the air left my lungs. And then I'm just like shoving in chocolate pudding in my face. And I'm just like, I think I think I wound up trying it at uh, not this most recent fantasy draft, but last year's fantasy mm. draft. And Clifton brought it. And like I tried it, and I was like, I don't think I got a big enough dab because like because like I wasn't responding to it, and Clifton was like, like, like are you sure? Are you sure you did it? And I was like, yeah, bro, like give me more, I guess. And I had a chip, and I put like a, a significant amount on the second chip. I put a little bit, and it like burned a hole through my tongue. Dude, there's just something. I know I put a dab. It was just a dab. Like I, it took me forever to like I didn't even get through like a quarter of it, and I think it like. It wound up like getting shattered, and that was kind of a sad day in oh, my life. No. Yeah, yeah. So that, that happens to my hot sauces occasionally because I'll have like a refrigerator. I'm a sauce guy. Like I have barbecue. I like my own Dr Pepper barbecue sauce. I have hot sauce all up in my refrigerator. I have an entire section of my refrigerator dedicated to my hot sauces. Yeah, yeah. So I have like way too many. I have, like, I have like a hot sauce for every type of food. So like tonight, I made like a, I made a what was it a, kind of like a chipotle aioli. Which was pretty good. I think I put it on the taco that I gave you. I just got that Cajun blood in me, dog. Like yeah. I have problems. Like it's like it just doesn't get hot enough. Yeah, yeah, it really like can't get hot enough. There was like, like a period the, of my life. So that so I've experienced hot that was like hot enough, but the problem is that anytime that like I get something that's spicy to the point that it's like, wow, that's capping me out, and I'm finally like getting to scratch the itch, it tastes like shit. Yeah, the, the, they haven't. Like, like, there's I, very few. I think like the best ones that I've tried is like. Uh, Carolina Reaper. The last dab sauce was rather flavorful. It I has good, it has good mustard flavor. I, I didn't, yeah, exactly. I didn't I didn't mind the flavor of the last dab sauce. Um, but like, uh, there's this there's guy, a few of them that I've tried that are like hot enough that it's just York. like gross, man. It's not bueno. enough. Well, you know that's what they did to um, that uh, the guy who used to do uh, the Man vs. Food. Uh, I can't think of his name, but he used to do the TV show Man vs. Food back in the day. Sure. And um, he was in like a local like. He was like in Seattle or something like that, and they had like the Diablo wings, and it was four wings, and it had uh, it had the the capsaicin extract, right? Mm-hmm. Just and pure fucking capsaicin. Yeah, on it. yeah. And they were supposed to put they were supposed to put a dab each on the wing, like just a just an eye drop. Well, these fools put like four eye drops on each wing because they knew it was a television show. He ended up having to go to the hospital. Like his tongue and throat and lips like swelled shut, like they were like bolt welded shut, and he was just like. You know, like couldn't catch his breath because like they were trying to they were trying to prove a point that he couldn't eat them. Now that's just that's just shady, man. That's well, just that's just that's just bad business. You're, yeah. You you brought someone in to do a challenge that's expected. Like when you're in the food industry, there's expected for there to be a consistency over time. Mm-hmm. And whenever they, they they like knowingly willingly were like in breach of like to me that's in breach of contract. Like I purchased food from you. And it's expected to be the same type of food that you prepare every time you prepare this food, and you just did yeah. something that's like outside of the ordinary and I didn't order something outside of the ordinary yeah. Yeah. I ordered what's on the menu and so you're in breach of contract now like I like at least want a refund and like you definitely need to cover my medical bills like so like we uh, so like me and big pun here Josh want to do um, I don't know if we, he's not gonna do all of them but we want to get the hottest tacos from Mikey V's but shout out to Mikey V's if you're ever gonna sponsor our podcast make it our podcast do it we're gonna do your fucking yeah, taco we're challenge do your taco challenge and man they, your taco sauce is superior 
See what I'm saying? Mikey's a sauce head. We just yeah. that's a that's a big endorsement. That's yeah. not even a paid advertisement, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> give us man some money. He's over here talking about how good your sauce oh, man, is. The talking fucking... sauce from them is superior, man. Like, See what I'm saying? That's so such good. a that's such a good drop. Hey, hey, I'm sorry, you ain't getting that from me. I got bigger fish on my mind. Well, Shout out QT. I'm trying to get Yeah, he wasn't gonna sponsor <laughs> QT. He's trying the to gas get, the gas station. The gas station. Oh, uh, listen, free gas. listen, listen free food I'm trying to get DraftKings. Yeah, so, so like, yeah, we all got our, we all got a like, niche. See that QT? Bro, listen, if I could have DraftKings, Blue Chew, and Deathwater. <laughs> oh, Deathwater is where it's at, Well, man. like, they're just everywhere. Like, yeah. they're, like, they're just, like, the guys who are advertising in podcasts right now. So is Blue Chew, and so is fucking uh, was like, uh, the uh, other guys. What was that, what was that, uh, that, that male, that male pleasure thing that, they, that Joe Rogan used to do? Oh, the flashlight. The flashlight. So, yeah. guys, I used to work at a spot called Custom Sounds. It's a, it's like a car audio yeah, spot. Yeah, custom sounds. Yeah, custom. They're audio. still around. Sound, yeah. They're still they, around. They have like local, local commercial the, spots. The owner is a cheesehead. He's got a Maserati, and uh, the the license plate has one spelled out O and E, uh-huh. and then the last two are eight five. So his Maserati goes one eighty five. <laughs> like a fucking, like a fucking asshole. That's hilarious, um, man. But uh, I actually got a uh, can from that job for uh, for threatening to whoop the shop manager's ass because he's being an <laughs> asshole to me. Shout out my like thirty sixth job, um, but uh, we wound up outfitting the owner of Fleshlight's car with like a twenty thousand dollars sound system, and he had a Fleshlight uh, emblem on the front of his car instead of a Viper emblem. He had a blue Viper with white stripes, and it was what my buddy Matt Keaton, God rest his sweet soul, um, just charged that guy out the fucking asshole because he figured out that that guy had unlimited stacks. And realized that like the more he spent, the better he was gonna feel about it, and so he just like, wrote a thirty thousand dollar ticket for bullshit. And like the guy was like happily. Okay. Well, of course, like he's got the he's got what Joe Rogan essentially calls "fuck you" money, and he was able to say "fuck you." you know? Well, and he got it from Joe Rogan. Yeah, like yeah. like he was like Joe Rogan's like OG yeah, sponsor. Yeah, he was like the first sponsor. Yeah, yeah. like the, a lot of people were stepping away, and Joe Rogan kept him on for a good bit. I mean, you saw guys like keep him on for. You know, six or seven spots, maybe ten spots, but Joe Rogan kept like. Oh, they rocked for years. Yeah, they were. They rocked for a very, very long time. I know that. Uh, what's you did? You did a spot on him. I always forget his name. He's been. He was doing Blue Chew for a while. Uh, what are you talking say, about? Uh, the Indian guy and. Uh, oh, Andrew Schultz yeah, and Andrew, Akash. Yeah, they were doing Blue Chew for a while. Yeah, long hey, bit, man. Flagrant boys, let me advertise with y'all again. Fuck that money I owe y'all. Franklin, Franklin, fuck that money I owe y'all, man. Y'all making all the money. That Franklin, po- Franklin podcast, I can say it is hilarious, man. I, I don't know, I, I'm, a, I'm, I, I'm a fan. I watch it. Oh, they're great. Yeah, but listen, they're, they're they're like my favorite comedians in the game right now. There's yeah. a reason why I was so enthusiastic about working and, with them. While and I was they really did shut down all. Like, man, they were the first ones to come out and be like, "Hey, y'all guys, keep your ear to the ground because this whole, uh, what is it? Um, oh God." It was a whole hubbub between uh, between um, what's his name, the UFC fighter, Shab, Shab and uh, Shab and some other people. Lee? Um, Bobby was, Lee, yeah, Bobby Lee, yeah, and he was like keeping their out, man, because like Shab's gonna come out on top on this one, and y'all guys are y'all guys are backing the wrong horse. Well, I'll tell you right now, I've been a I've been a Shab fan since he was like a fighter in the ultimate in in the Ultimate Fighter, yeah. like whenever he was like on the reality show, and he was always like a sweethearted, good dude. I'm not a big. Um, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan. I'm not a hater. I've just yeah. Well, yeah. The, the point that I'm working towards is that like, I've watched probably a thousand hours of of Brendan yeah. Shop content, and I can. I mean, I can tell you, I'm a pretty good judge of character, and I feel as though Brendan's like an actual like good dude. 
whereas Bobby and them have like a lot of weird shit going on. And like I just I could just tell by like the type of characters that they were, like the type of like backbone that Brandon has and the type of moral compass that he has. Well, it came, like I, I knew that it was going to be. It fine came to light that like like they were they were saying like th- these IP addresses are, are heading back to like Bobby, and Bobby's girlfriend was like I don't know what you're talking about. When the dust all settled, man, it, it come to find out that she was doing some really shady shit, like trying to shut people down by paying people to go and find them, by telling them that, that she like do headhunting stuff and like here's ten thousand dollars if you can find this person talking shit about us. So like at the end of the day, Kalila was like Kalila was doing some shady shit, man, and and Bobby and and when when the dust settled and you found out that really these guys were just trying to protect their own interests against against a person who wasn't being who wasn't being honest? I mean, at the, at any given point, man, you find out that like, like he said, man, you're gonna the dust is gonna settle. You're gonna find out you're back to the wrong horse, you know. Yeah, well, so. I'm, I'm glad that Andrew Schultz fucking saw what was going on clearly. Like I said, I I knew I knew the moment it started to pop off that like those are weird slimy characters over there, mm-hmm. and this is like a good man over here, and like I just I just knew like I I could tell I could tell like I, I've I've seen enough of both these camps. For me to be like, oh, I, you, I, I, I know what's going. You read the tea leaves and you knew which what, what, what way. Yeah, I mean, if you, you've, you've lived long enough, you learn how to like read the wakes and the in the yeah. wa- you you learn how to like read the wakes and the waves, yeah. right? Like quality surfers see lines mm-hmm. and follow them, and like even though there's not a line there, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like they just know, and like I just knew, like I've been around long enough, I've seen enough of both these characters. It was like an intuitively obvious thing to me that that we, was going to be that Brendan was going to like come out on top and I know that Brendan was even trying to come out on top Brendan was just defending himself and being honest and truthful I think, you know I think Brendan was given the best energy the best the best like uh, best like um, like the best information which was basically like sit back and let the dust settle and you know and these people will fall like they'll fall off like, oh well they know they know what they're doing i mean they were able to get uh brandon and them they've like and, and with joe and them they, they've got they've got their pr stuff down like they they know that you don't have to address shit you can just literally stay quiet and let shit blow over i mean like mm-hmm. they've got chris delia's grooming ass over there in that camp and that shit came out where he was grooming. and it's coming back out again it, yeah it's where he not was as where, quiet. where he was grooming and fucking fucking taking taking girls virginity and shit whenever they were turning of age and like they were able to like distance themselves let that settle and like chris delia's still rocking uh what's uh the the other guy uh in fighter and the kid um yeah, the ki- um but the kid, yeah, right? Brandon's the kid, a fighter, yeah. and the kid, yeah. and uh, and and the kid had some weird shit come out, and like they just let that settle for two years, mm-hmm. and now he's back, and like everything's cool. You know what I'm saying? He and lost. So, he lost a lot. I mean, he, he lost, actually he didn't. Lost. He actually didn't lose anything. Well, he did because he was. Well, he lost a couple of things because he was supposed to come back on. Uh, what was called the Goldbergs, and they let him go from that, and he lost a couple of sponsors. Oh, but I mean, at the end of the day, like his their thing is that. Oh, the, their thing is contained. In the well, 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 their their thing is in podcasts. Like, yeah. like they make hand over fist money on the podcasts, and the yeah. entire time that he was gone, Brendan kept giving him fifty percent of everything. Mm-hmm. Like the entire time he was gone, he kept getting paid, and the sponsors never stopped, and like everything kept rolling for those guys. Another. Back on top, like nothing well, ever shout happened. Shout out to the Steel Toe Podcast, Steel Toe Podcast all day long. I listen to Steel Toe Podcast because they keep your, they keep like, they keep in the cultural zeitgeist with like the Bobby Lee stuff. They keep in the zeitgeist with the Andrew Tate stuff, and they're kind of like in the same camp that I am. They keep, they keep like a like a far enough distance away where you'll you'll find out that like to them it's it's kind of like whatever. Like they can bat it away, and then if it's like if it gets interesting, they'll be like, okay, let's 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 hear about it. 
And I'll be like, I don't really care about that. I'm about to play. Well, it's so. none of our jobs to actually give a fuck about what these dumbasses abroad have going on. No, no, no. Really, like, isn't. like we can we can talk about it, and like there might be people abroad who are listening who either a find it interesting or b care about it, and we can pander to that. But I'm under no obligation to have a single fuck to give about the drama going on between Brandon Schaub and Bobby Lee. Well, the thing you about know, it is, I is don't. That I don't. The, I the, fucking sit back and enjoy myself. Well, like, the thing about it is, is why do you really care what Brendan Schaub and Kalila were doing? That's between Brendan Schaub and Kalila. Well, because and they're talking about it on the podcast. Well, like, the, but you know, drama, the, you know, yeah. Well, the the thing is, like Bobby Lee and Kalila aren't stupid. They knew that at any given point, this was going to be viewers and eyes to it. And even though, even though Bobby was looking at it through like you know one eye covered, he was still he. I mean, at any given point, he could have been like, "Cut it, like turn it off. I'm done. I don't want to talk about." Yeah. But he, he, he persisted forward with the train wreck that was his life, and he came out the other side without Kalila, and maybe closer with the friends that he had originally had, you know? Yeah. And I love that Joe Rogan was like, keep me out of this. Yeah. Like, I have nothing to do with this. Yeah, y'all do y'all. Yeah, I was like, I'm over here taking ice baths and... Uh, like eating elk. Eating elk, Hunting, yeah. fishing, yeah. working out. Doing the podcasts, ones, doing the, UFC stuff, like living a fucking king life. Dude, you got no Meat Eaters was like one of the best things that come out of Joe Rogan. I could watch Meat Eaters every day. It's a Netflix. Meat TV. Eaters a thing that happened because of Joe Rogan? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say it was like, it, it, he definitely shot him into the into the stratosphere where he could get like a Netflix deal. So the, so the guy who got the Netflix deal for Meat Eaters was a dude who was doing other stuff who got platformed by Jeff. Oh, yeah, definitely. The Joe Rogan stimulus package. Yeah, it's so funny. Uh, I mean, I'm not. It, that, that that's a term in the industry. The Joe yeah. Rogan stimulus package. Oh yeah. Like, I oh yeah. Like you, you, Joe gives you that that shout out, bro. Like the bag is coming. Oh, definitely. The bag is coming. And he's got a new. He's got a. He's got a. He's got a uh, theater coming up soon. I don't know if it's done already. I'm gonna sponsor that bitch. <sighs> be That'd the, be so much fun. Be the very first sponsor. I don't know whose dick I need to suck. <laughs> I ain't got that much money, but what's up? So. What do you think about the second podcast, man? What are you excited about? Because I want to keep this as a regular. We'll probably keep you on coming in on the regular. Because we got to now because we got the One Trip Challenge going. So we got to keep you on the regular. Got to keep you coming in SUIL at least the one, you know, at least a couple of times, you know, have you check in, see what's going on in the football world, see what's going on in the – so we got we got uh, college football. You're excited about that. And my boy, uh, my boy Josh here, he's going he's gonna to – Help me out along the way. I'm, I'm gonna try and pick his brain so I don't sound too stupid coming into the next one. Help you out. Yeah. Man, this, this is the best time of the year. College football, NFL football in two weeks, fantasy football going on. You were did you were in a fantasy league with uh, with uh, with uh, the boys, right? Y'all guys got a good fantasy team going. Y'all guys, they they, they got a they got bro, a my, bro my fantasy team pack of giants. Yeah. So last year I I uh, had a bad draft and uh, and. Like got conned by by the guys in the league into drafting the dude who was injured. I drafted J.K. Dobbins in the fourth round, and uh, after that I was like, "Fuck this! I'm selling Tyreek Hill and I'm selling Travis Kelsey. Take the highest bidders." And I got a second round pick for Hill. I got a third round pick for Kelsey. The so, only thing so, I know about it is uh, the TV show. The yeah, the, the league is a good show. But so show. this season I got a first round pick, two second round picks, and two third round picks. So I had five picks in the first three rounds, and I've been referring to those picks as my infinity stones. And uh, I wound up drafting. I mean, like, bro, my team is a pack of goons. Like, it, it really is a pack of goons. So, are you in a team? Are you in a fantasy football team? What? I'm, I'm, I do about three, four of them every year. <laughs> hey, I, I need that do, money. I, I, hey. I only do one because, man, on my league's so active. We talk so much shit. So, bro, I took Dalvin Cook and Andrew Jones 
and Mike Evans and DJ Moore and uh, Lamar Jackson. And then I got George Kittle, I'm kind of now, and got Bateman as my flex, uh, who's the number one guy in Baltimore. But then look at that, because my team was so stacked, I was able to stretch for Hopkins. So yeah, the second, wait them out. So the second half of the season, bro, like, like understand this week, I'm already projected the most points in the league because my team is fucking stacked. And that's with who's going to be my true number one fucking receiver so, suspended right now. So fantasy football came so, off the offshoot like, of... Oh, and I, I changed my team name to be Infinity Stoners. Infinity Stoners. So fantasy football came off the offshoot of baseball, right? Because they used to build, like, ba- baseball dream teams, right? That was, like, what they started doing. I have no fucking clue. Like, if you ever watch, like, there's a couple of movies where, like, they had, like... Uh, they could essentially, like, read the stats and, like, make a, make a, make almost like a fantasy baseball team and, like track the team throughout the year and so it's essentially it's money ball yeah money ball yeah so it's it's running off stats instead of yeah it's it's metrics based right you're gonna get the guy who bats the highest off against left-handed pitchers and it's like it's like it's like if greg popovich Mm. ran a fucking baseball team that's what it would look like you you a basketball fan oh man i love basketball bro greg popovich is my dude He's the I've been, a, I've, I've been basketball coaches. Oh, I don't know if you can call. I don't know if you can call him the goat. Whenever there's a uh, the guy who coached the Bulls and the Lakers. There you go. What's he coached the Bulls and the Lakers. What, Phil what, Jackson. Yeah. I don't give you no credit if I give you the best ingredients in the world. No, and no, you're already no, no, a good no, cook. No, so, no, no, so, that's so, not so, true, so, man. So here's my you thing. You get thrown the best ingredients and make a shitty dish. But yeah. if you're a good cook, you're gonna do that. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Would those teams have done as well without him? Oh no! Probably not. No, no, no. He was a good coach. That's I what I'm saying. He was so a like, good coach. My thing is, I like that he was a he's he's a big proponent of psychedelics. Yeah, he, took a whole bunch of LSD. Oh yeah, has he has to. You, you, Dennis Rodman and Shaq. He had all those characters. He had to be an open-minded guy well, to deal with that. So think about it like this, man. You ever seen Worst Cooks in America? I don't really watch it. It's You're looking food. at it. <laughs> worst Cooks in America. It's a food net. It's a food show now. It's a food network show. And it's essentially they give you all the great ingredients that they'll give Chef Ramsay or they'll give Wolfgang Puck. And then these guys are like, you they know, know what they're doing. they don't know what they're doing. So I'm sorry, man. That's, it, that's what I'm saying. But you give those to those type of guys, then it's like, oh man, you know what they're doing. But I'm just saying, like anybody thinks that they can. I make guess. A beat I, I guess. Beat. I guess my thing is that maybe because of the job that he that uh, what's his Jackson, Phil yeah, Jackson. Phil Jackson. Okay. So maybe the job that Phil Jackson did, those might have been Walmart ingredients, and yeah, he might have just they, prepared them and put them forward in a way that everybody's like, oh my god. Look at those fucking quality ingredients. And so now whenever we talk about it, you're like, well, you got all those dope-ass ingredients. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe they were dog shit ingredients, and he just well, knew how to fucking prepare yeah. it and put it together. And the like, thing about it is is that, like, when you have someone who was... But to say that he, he had only dog shit kept Dennis Rodman. fucking Michael Jordan. I mean, he only, Shaq, he only, he only on. kept a... Was it Dennis Rodman? Yeah, he only kept Dennis Rodman because Dennis Rodman... He could, he could handle him. Like, no, he was open-minded that, enough but, to, but not only that, Dennis Rodman, he couldn't shoot, but he could rebound. So yeah. he just strictly used him to rebound. So that's yeah. a man who's like, oh, like everybody's like, oh man, Rodman's dog shit. Like, don't keep him. And he's like, nah, that man can that man can rebound. Like, are you kidding? We're gonna put that dude on whoever we need. He was a mean defender too. Yeah. Like, a, like a oh, nasty yeah. dude. I wonder how someone like Dennis Rodman would fare in today's game. He would be trash. Yeah, they would because the, the analytics they, they would never let him play. Well, and they'd kick him out. Like, yeah. like every other every other game, he would be doing stuff that would they would consider a technical foul now. Like you can't even body boys up the way he was bodying boys up back in the day in the league. Well, then I mean they even they even changed traveling rules. They changed a bunch of stuff from the hand check in nothing like that. So I'm also a proponent of modern NBA. I think it's a better game. Absolutely, yeah. I mean they're better athletes. I mean come on, the game. Well, I mean there's a so 
they were saying that like more more guys from this era could could shoot a three than most guys in the old era. Oh right? yeah. So that's that's. Think about how many times you're going to go to the outside and shoot a three, and then none of these guys are going to be able to hang with you. You're just going to keep dropping buckets on threes, on threes, on threes. If you can't shoot threes nowadays, you can't play. Yeah. So They're not even letting you out there unless so. you got something so special and different. You're seven like foot, a, seven like foot a four. Giannis or somebody yeah. like that. Like, oh, like you're so special in other ways we can use so, Giannis, so see, the, I Giannis mean, is I, such a beast. I, I may not know things, but I know things. Like, there's like there's stuff that I, I can kind of like feel out. So but that's not, just to me like kind of paying attention to I'm not really a big basketball fan. I've never been like a like I'm not like a X's and O's. I know the stats, it's that, this and that. But I'll tell you right now, there's something fascinating about watching a human the size of Giannis jump through the air and slam that ball in that fucking hoop. Right hand to the man, the Lord's my witness. I brought a Giannis jersey when he was sixty five overall on the video game. His rookie year. I was like they were like, This guy's trash. Why do you got this jersey? Mark my words, in five years, see. he's going to be that guy. Because yeah. you can see flashes of it early on. Like Once he grows and his mind learns the game, he comes from Greece, 18 years old. He don't really know the game like he will in five he years. He'll figure it out. He didn't grow up streetballing. Well, he he yeah, doesn't he, know the basics. He doesn't know it. So they're going to teach him that over time, and they're going to just, how do you say it? They're going to sharpen that knife. And every game is, is, is just the him hitting that pummel stone. Him hey, hitting that. Hey, he just learns, hey, if I just get a full head of steam, Okay, nobody stay in front of me. So one more shake on it. Are, we're all gonna, are you going to down for the one chip? Are you going to be down on it for the next week? You jump in on this one chip? Uh, I don't think I want to necessarily participate in that. Um, right. I, I think that I'm going to leave that to y'all. And, because I don't want to be roped into having to do something every week. Well, no, that, that is true. But we're just, like, we're just, we're just uh, picking teams every week. Yeah. So that's, that's me and you. We're down on the one chip. He's going to be the, he's gonna be the moderator on making sure that we eat the chip correctly. We don't get to touch the, 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 the delicious... Tell you what, whoever whoever does it, I'll take the chip with them. I'll do the one chip. I'll do the one chip challenge. Oh, shoot. I just I just say I just ain't too interested in picking football fight picking football. I don't I don't know it well enough yeah. at this point. See, that's the funny thing is that's also, what we're doing is because I know zero. And, and, about I it. and I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to get roped into something that like I I don't want to I don't want to get put in over my head. All right, man. So one more shake on the one chip challenge. Hey, this I is saw it here. This is with oh, Punisher by Witness week, by week five. This. <laughs> The one chip's all like yeah, my week five yeah, is gonna be five, all, I'll he be ain't like, even gonna recover. I'll be like, I ah, just bring the chip in. I now. don't know, man. I'm 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 gonna help Mikey. I think between the two of us, we might be able to compete. All right, so one more time, let's get a shout out from my boy Sean Peasy and where you can find him. Go ahead, man. Uh, the Pizzle Podcast on YouTube. You can find me here now on the weekly, coming in with the guys, topping yeah. it up. Yeah. Yep. So we're gonna get him on here. Social media about, handles. Social media handles. Instagram. Anything like that. Uh, at Sean Pizzle underscore three on Instagram. See what I'm saying? All right, right, man. Well, that was S-E-Y-L for this week. We appreciate y'all guys tuning in. Thank y'all guys so much. And catch us on, we got, man, we got, we got, we got my boy over here making some killer TikToks and some killer Instagram reels. Man, every, like, every day I get to wake up and watch, like, our stuff just getting better, and better. I'm much more excited about the the lineup of people that I have lined up for the podcast. Yeah, so I've if got you some, want to give a shout out to the to the guys coming in. No, no, so. no, no, no. I'm not gonna I'm okay. not I'm not gonna overpromise and underdeliver. What's okay, gonna happen so. is we're gonna we're gonna move in silence. Yeah, like the lasagna, G's in lasagna, lasagna. bro, and right. fucking like people are gonna be like, oh wow, they got them on the podcast, and we're excited and we're excited for it. So and thanks. all these people who've been fucking bailing on us are gonna get left. They're gonna be yeah. like, oh wow, look at those big names. And then they're going to be the fucking small names that don't you, get called you, back. You driving off in the Trans Am like Joe Dirt just spilling rocks on Kid Rock or something? That is not a Trans Am. That's a fucking Super B, and that's like a $400,000 car. 
Uh, so, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kid Rock drives the. Oh, Trans Kid Am. Rock does drive the Trans Am. The T, Am. He the t- the t- top drives, Trans Am. He drives the. Uh, he drives that. Uh, what is it? Kid Rock drives yeah. the Super B. Yeah, but Joe Dirt drives it. It's the orange one, right? Or it's yeah, the, Joe, excuse me, Joe Dirt Joe drives Dirt's the Super B. The Super B. Yeah, yeah with that big fucking spooler, <laughs> that big spoiler on the back. So yeah. that that model car, that body design was so aerodynamic they actually had to ban it from NASCAR. It was fucking just just uh, cutting through the. It line. was leaving everybody in the dust. They're like, hold on, hold on, that. We don't like that. It's too good, and so they actually like made rules to make it so that you basically can't have that that type of uh, that type of design. And That's like they're hilarious. super rare, super super rare Is that cars. Why he's literally in the in the ground with uh, with Buffalo Bill. Ooh, he goes. I used to have plum crazy purple. Plum crazy purple. I know that uh, whenever my dad saw that car, my dad's a big car head. He was like, <laughs> when he saw that car. So on that orgasmic note, man, I appreciate y'all guys so much. Thank y'all for catching Sean Peasy, me, and the big guy Woo! here on the SUIL, man. Smoke him out.